Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hello, ladies. Hi, friend. So it's quiet at the beginning of the recording because for some reason it started at like 3.5 seconds on our end. Oh, yeah, because I accidentally hit record prior and then hit stop (laughs) and didn't delete it. Okay. That would explain it. Ma'am. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be good. Anyway. I should make you edit these. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I would not want to put our listeners through that. She's already doing the bonus episodes. But happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Unless you're not listening to this on a Thursday, then happy day. Happy time of the universe that you were listening to our mouths in your ear holes. That was a phrase. Who's ready to learn something today? Sure, let's do it. I'm always ready to learn. I'm not sure I'm always ready to learn from you. I actually think you're going to enjoy this. Am I? I hope so. Only one way to find out. I don't believe I mentioned anything about genitalia. Whoa. Yeah. Are you sure? Actually, I may say the word genitalia once, but not... <laughs> you just did like three times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have either of you ever heard of savant syndrome? No. Savant. Sounds fancy. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay. Savant syndrome. I am specifically going to be covering acquired savant syndrome, but I should probably tell you what the regular one is before we get to like the fancy one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start me off with the Riesling before I advance to the more dry wines, please. Perfect. Have there, either of you seen Rain Man? No. Okay. I think like a thousand years ago. We were having this discussion total like off topic. So I'm wearing a Power Rangers shirt and I went through the drive through on the way over here and the like 16 year old kid in the drive through was like, man, I love your shirt. And all it went through my head was like, dude, you probably weren't even alive when the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was on. And I was telling Tiffany this story when we got here and I was like, no, he probably was. It was like in the 90s. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. If he was like 18, 17, 18, he uh-huh. absolutely was not. Uh-uh. No, because you can be 20 and not have been alive in you the 90s. You can be 21. Yeah. You can be of legal drinking age yeah. and not been alive in the 1900s. Hi, welcome to the Ladies of Strange. Everything hurts and I'm dying slowly. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, carry on with Rain Man. Okay, well, Rain Man was a movie from the 80s or 90s. 80s and 90s? 80s or, or 90s. I didn't look up when Rain Man came out. Really? To- <laughs> Gonna reference it, but that's all I'm gonna do. Okay, Google, look up Rain Man. (laughs) Never mind. Sorry, everyone who just who had their cars wake up. So in Rain Man, 1988. Cool. Oh, that was a good year. Fine vintage. Was that the year you were born? Yes. (laughs) So damn it. The main character is Raymond, and he's portrayed as having autism, and he is hella smart like the only thing i really remember from the movie is there's a scene where a box of matches or something like that drops and they're going to pick him up and he's like 153 i don't he doesn't say that number but they're like, what are you talking about and he keeps saying it over and over again that's how many matches like landed on the ground so like he is super smart in certain aspects of his life but lacking in others fair he's based off of kim peak who was an actual person based off a true story. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) And unlike Raymond, um, he didn't have autism, but he had a condition where the bundle of nerves that connect the two hemispheres of his brain 
was missing. Oh. So, yeah. That doesn't sound good. I mean, it caused a really interesting reaction. So, does his body, does each side of his body just work independently of each other? How does that work? Well, let me get through two sentences and then I can address that. His memory abilities were astounding. During his life, he memorized over 12,000 books, including the Bible, and was an expert on 15 subject areas, including geography, music, literature, history, and sports. Did you say 15 subject areas? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know there were 15 (laughs) subjects. There's not even that many subjects in Trivial Pursuit. Like, what the heck? I'm just thinking, like, math, science, history. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, like, very specific fandoms, Uh very specific books. Well, I mean, recite every Supernatural episode word for word. He was into sports, and that is a very specific fandom, so. Fair. No, it's not. It's so broad. Well, there's so many of the sports. There's a lot of sports. There's a whole lot of balls in that category. They all use different balls and rules. I love (laughs) it. Sorry. Okay, so amazingly, he could actually read two pages at once. His left eye read the left page and his right eye read the right page. Did he look like an iguana? (laughs) Okay, uh, chameleon. Because, like, I've heard of that before, and I've always wondered, like, does that mean you're just taking in the two sets of information at one time, or are both eyes tracking at different... His eyes were doing their own thing. That's so cool and so useful. It only took him eight seconds to read and memorize two pages. Fuck, I can't even make a order at Chick-fil-A that quickly. Right? Especially not when the children are making comments about your shirt. (laughs) and making you have a mental breakdown it's fine jug your wine um so he had savant syndrome and savants generally are narrowed down to five topics or five categories where they are super proficient actually i should probably tell you what savant syndrome is isn't savant like a prodigy almost like someone who's like very well versed in a certain yes Uh look at me putting Right. Those categories together. Girl, I'm so proud of you, girl. So savant syndrome is rare, but extraordinary, where a person who has some sort of mental disability, somebody who is not neurotypical, is a genius, like no questions asked genius in certain topics. However, they may be lacking in others. There are a couple levels of savant. So you have the regular, like it's, Estimated that within the autism spectrum, one out of every 10 autistic people have some level of savant. Oh. But it may just be like a small little, they know this thing really well, or they know this one little area really well, or they can recite license plates backwards and forwards and remember all these things they've seen. Amazing memory goes along with all of these. So then you've got your artistic savants. And those are the ones who are really good at music and art and really art artistic <laughs> areas. You don't say. Uh-huh. Like my brother that could hear a song on the radio and then go play it on the piano. Exactly. Fucker. Literally exactly what I'm talking about. And did nothing with it. Okay, now I'm jealous for you. That's not fair. Can I have that ability if he's not using it? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. He could literally listen to a song on the radio and then go play it on, well, keyboard. We didn't have a piano, let's be real, but still. But then there is the prodigal savant, and it is estimated, depending on the source, it's 
said as less than 100, and then others say less than 75. So, you know, less than 100 people in the world currently are prodigal savants. They are typically narrowed down to these five general categories. You have music, which is mostly performance, often piano, with perfect pitch. There are some where composing is been their things. If they couldn't play, they could compose music. Learning to play multiple instruments, as many as 22 instruments. Good. Just like... Googly moogly. Yeah, just like... BRB, just learning the entire orchestra, NBD. No, right? no worries. Just like pick it up and they're like, I want to play this today. And they just learn it like on the spot. Even the theremin? It probably even. And the, the badger... <gasps> there better not be a badger bear- theremin in this. Oh, wait, I did the notes. There isn't. Um <laughs> So that's music. <laughs> You've got arts, usually drawing, painting, or sculpting. This one I thought was the coolest. Calendar calculating. Oh, that one's really cool. Yeah. You could say any date like, Ashley, March 13th, 1989. What day of the week was that? And they'd be like, oh, that was a Tuesday. And some of them would be like, oh, that was a Tuesday. It was raining. And I did this activity. I'm sorry? Yeah. Yeah, I can't even remember what I was doing an hour ago. Yeah. I was just about to say, I can't tell you what I had for breakfast, but pretty much an hour ago. There are (laughs) um, a set of twins. I believe they've passed since this, but at some point there were a set of twins who who had savant syndrome. And they could, between the two of them, they could go 40,000 years in the past and in the future and tell you what day of the week it would be according to our calendar. 40,000? Why? I don't. Because because you can. Do you know how... I mean, while that's cool, Yeah. I don't want to like knock that if there's anyone out there that can do that. Kudos. But do you know how pissed I would be if they're like, you're a prodigal savant? And I'd be like, cool, what instrument can I play? And they'd be like, no, no. You can tell me what day of the week this random date was or will be. Yeah. No, thank you. Can I trade it in? I'd like a refund on my savant, please. <laughs> okay, so we'll get to like what causes this so you probably don't want this so we'll talk about it but that's that's not how it works (laughs) (laughs) there's also mathematics which like they're able to you've got people who can do really fast calculations they can compute prime numbers they can just just prime numbers well that was one of the listed Think like they're, you can list off all the prime numbers just like boom. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Then you've got like they can do these insane calculations. We'll talk about one earlier where or later where somebody's like, if a person lives to be this old, including like time and seconds. Time? No, hours and seconds. Time and seconds. Yeah. How many seconds have they been alive? And he just like. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. That's minutes. Damn it! It's fine. Yeah, there are some who have mechanical or spatial skills. They can measure distances precisely without instruments. That must be nice. They can make these models or structures and make maps without any kind of tools, and have them exact, like exact replicas of the real thing. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite of that. I'll be listening to my GPS, and I'm like, I don't know how far 500 feet is. Just tell me when to turn. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have maps in the studio. Oh, yeah, we do. They're behind us. I didn't draw them. But the one common thing that people have found with savant syndrome, I say one common, they don't know where savant syndrome comes from, but they have a pretty good theory, and it's... 
has to do with the left hemisphere of the brain and some kind of miscommunication or misconnection where the right hemisphere takes over for what the left can't do. And it causes this insane ability to just do these really cool things out of nowhere. Hmm. So it's not like if I were to pick up the violin and play for, you know, five months, I could probably, you know, memory will kick in and I could probably play something I used to play if I practice for five months straight. But these kids will just like pick up an instrument and play Beethoven because it's there. Hmm. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I think that would worry me. If little man just like picked something up and just played, he doesn't. I've heard him try and play guitar and keyboard. We're good. I mean, it'd be disconcerting because you're used to him. Like he's very much established a set pattern of how he reacts to things. Mm -hmm. As in, you know, screaming, not singing. But like... He is a beautiful singer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He comes by that naturally. But like if he was growing up and he started showing these tendencies, it it would still be interesting to adjust to, but it wouldn't be like looking at your kid now and going, what if you just started speaking fluent German? What would happen? What would I feel? Not German of all languages. Can it be something a little kinder, please? Well, uh, honey, as mentioned before, that's not how that works. It does. (laughs) In my mind. All right. So there's this one doctor and his name is Dr. Trefferts, and I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he is like the leading expert on savant syndrome. He's got like 50 something years of experience with it and is the leading expert when it comes to all things savant. I read a bunch of things he wrote and kind of picked up what was going down, but there were a lot of big words. So I'm just going to kind of (laughs) give you guys a synopsis. But, AKA uh, Tiffany read the synopsis and she's not giving us the synopsis of the synopsis. Uh huh. So the big question with savant syndrome, which this is probably out of order, but you know what? This is where I'm at right now. And we're throwing it back to like Philadelphia experiment. The big question with savant syndrome is, is all this information or all these abilities or all of this like hardwired within us? Do we all have the potential to do these things? We don't know. So with the regular savant It's an early age, typically three to four, where some marvelous talent just explodes and is what they hyper-focus on, things they can just blow others out of the water. Acquired savant syndrome are instances where these savant skills come after a brain injury or disease in previously neurotypical people. Say there's one guy, let me find his example because it was really cool. And it's actually kind of sad, but it was really cool. It's really cool, but I also want to cry a little bit. Yeah. There was a gentleman, Alonzo Clemens. He, at the age of two, he was pretty good with Play-Doh. Like that was his favorite toy to play with. But at three, he suffered a serious head injury. He couldn't speak, tie his shoes or dress himself afterwards. And he had an estimated IQ of between 40 and 50. But he could sculpt. He had this crazy artistic talent and could sculpt anything that you wanted, like unreal sculptures. There are a couple of him with of his sculptures. There's one of a bull and a bear that he's holding, but it just came out of nowhere, like insane. He could sculpt in the dark, and most of his works he could produce in less than an hour. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. It was known to be a compulsion of his, though. And a lot of these savants, that's what they'll say. It's this like, they can't control it. They have to do it. It's like an OCD thing. His assistant 
was in a residential facility and they had to take the clay away from him so that he could focus on learning basic activities to function in the world. And (laughs) in the dorm he lived in, there was this pane of glass that was broken and he knew that the maintenance people would come along, remove the new glass or old glass, put in new one and around the edges, they'd put in putty. So he would be found breaking the glass so that he could get the putty and uh, sculpt with it. Wow. So it comes from a head injury or um, there are some where it's dementia will set in and there is a certain type of dementia. It's called FTD, frontotemporal dementia. And basically, unlike the other form of dementia, which takes over the whole brain, this one is specific in the front left frontal lobe area okay so the right brain they believe is trying to overcompensate for that and that's where this talent comes from now they have patients who don't have artistic ability or don't really care to do it and then this sets in and all of a sudden they're master artists or they can play a piano an instrument that they've never touched in their life before this is pulled from a hospital website in michigan I'll have it on the blog, but it says the researchers hypothesized that selective degeneration of the anterior temporal orbital orbital frontal cortex decreased inhibition of visual systems involved with perception, thereby enhancing artistic interest and abilities. The FTD dementia counts for about 25% of the dementia cases, which is the other one is Alzheimer's dementia. Dementia. But I thought that was really fascinating. You said about 25%? Mm-hmm. So there's a chance yeah, that one of us could be a savant. Nope. Well, I mean, technically, yes, if we have a traumatic brain injury. Or acquire dementia as we get older. Uh-huh. There is an artist from Liverpool. At the age of 51, he suffered a stroke on both sides of his brains. Brains? Both sides <laughs> of his brain. I was going to let it slide. On both of his brains. <laughs> Afterwards, he had no idea who he was. Uh, he couldn't recognize his wife or his own reflection. He couldn't walk or eat, and he couldn't comprehend why he needed to. As he started to be able to function again, he felt a huge creative urge to paint. He covered the walls, doors, and ceilings of his house in bright, vivid patterns until there was literally no space left. Prior to his stroke, he had no artistic talent, and he had been a builder and came from a line of working-class family. He was a former heroin addict. Like, nothing in his life pointed him towards art. And then he had this stroke, and that's all he could focus on. Hmm. There is... Another gentleman who, at the age of 42, he was hanging out with his mom at an outdoor, or talking to his mom at an outdoor payphone when lightning struck the booth and no unusual brain activity was detected afterwards, but he developed an abrupt urge to listen to classical piano music and he couldn't really get into playing the sheet music because he said that he kept getting distracted by the melodies that were inside of his own head. So then he started writing it down and became a composer. He composed dozens of songs, and within three months of his accident, he spent nearly all of his time playing piano and composing new music. He has since released a CD of his music called Notes from an Accidental Pianist and Composer. (laughs) That's a cool song, or cool title. 
Right. Another gentleman is Mr. Orlando Sorrell. He is one of those calendar savants we talked about. He says he doesn't memorize or calculate dates. Like when you ask him, he just knows. You can ask him the day, temperature, and his exact whereabouts. And whenever he was tested on like the day and the temperature and all that, the scientists who were conducting the quiz said he did not make a single mistake. And he has no clue how he does it. He says he just knows. I don't even know what temperature it is outside right now. It is roughly January in Georgia, which again doesn't tell which you Which could go anywhere from 30 to 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he got this ability when he was 10 years old. Um, he was playing baseball with some friends and he suffered a blow to the head and it hit the left side of his bread or left side of his head. I can't talk. And after that... He was able to do these calculations. He's also apparently really good at math now. So there's that as well. Well, that would make sense because whether he has to think about it or not, it is some sort of calculation going on somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another gentleman, Jason Padgett, he was a futon salesman who spent his time going to the gym, partying and hanging out with girls. On a September night in 2002, when he was 31, he was outside of a karaoke bar and was mugged and they came from behind, punched him in the back of the head, and then kept kicking and striking him once he was down. Alrighty Uh, then. Yeah, he suffered a profound concussion. Afterwards, he was sent home. They said everything was normal. He'd be fine. And then he said when he woke up, he realized things weren't normal. He said he became obsessive over tiny details, like washing his hands over and over again in a short space of time. He said, quote, When I used the sink and took a shower that morning, I saw lines emanating out perpendicularly from the flow of the water. At first, I was startled and worried for myself, but it was so beautiful that I just stood in my slippers and stared. With this, he started, he said that his brain would become overstimulated, so he would focus on math to keep himself from getting overstimulated. He's now a number theorist and a professional speaker and artist specializing in intricate geometrical shapes based on his own visualization. So the way he actually sees the world is different now. Hmm. Yeah, you know how like in movies, they'll have a math equation and they'll like, you'll see it scrolling past all the equations and you know, it's like not actually there, but that's how he sees things. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Most of the savant cases I found were men and there's a reason for that. I was just about to ask that. Males outnumber females in autism and savant syndrome. Now savant syndrome used to be called, actually it used to be called idiot savant, but at the time it was because the technical term for anybody scoring less than 40 on the IQ test was idiot. They thankfully stopped using that, and a lot of the people who have this have an IQ higher than that, but then it became autistic savant. But that has since changed because only about half of savant syndrome comes from autism. Uh, The rest are brain injuries or brain disorders or just not being neurotypical. But they seem to believe it stems from some kind of damage or something to the left hemisphere. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Your brain is magic, man. Yeah. So males outnumber females in savant syndrome by approximately six to one ratio. And in the autistic disorder, it's approximately a four to one ratio. So that makes sense why there would be more men than women. Right. So one of the reasons for the believed male to female ratio 
in autism and savant syndrome is what happens in the womb. So I'm about to say some words that I don't fully understand. Okay, you got this. <laughs> I believe in you. Yes. So Gushwin and Galliberta uh-huh. in 1987 talked about how the C- cerebral lateralization in the left hemisphere normally completes its development later than the right hemisphere and is thus subject to prenatal influences some of which can be detrimental for a long period of time. In the male fetus particularly, circulating testosterone, which can reach very high levels, can slow growth and impair neuronal function in the more vulnerably exposed left hemisphere, with an actual enlargement and shift of dominance favoring skills associated with the right hemisphere. Uh Uh-huh, what you said. So testosterone in the womb can affect affect the the left hemisphere. Okay. But as I was reading that, I was curious isn't there some debate on like whether or not the right or the left hemisphere of the brain controls certain characteristics yeah so a lot of the stuff i was reading i was like is that actually what's going on i was about to say that seems to be heavily based on what side of the brain is impacted yeah again they don't know much about savant syndrome and i pulled most of this from this one guy because he's considered the expert but it relies heavily on that Hmm. Left brain, right brain, which is not fully set in stone, concrete, I should say. I did not know that there was debate. That's what I've always heard and what I always assumed. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool. There's one gentleman. I don't know if he would be considered a acquired savant or just the regular savant because he is autistic, but some people believe that his stemmed from a... What's the word? What's the word? Injury? Stroke? No, um, epilepsy? Seizure. Epileptic stroke. Epilep- epileptic? Epi- epileptic? Some think it stemmed from an epileptic stroke at four. So it could be... Epileptic stroke? Mm-hmm, yeah. I thought that you have seizures with epilepsy. You do. But my note says stroke because... Okay, I mean, it could be. I don't no, know. No, it's seizure. It's okay. seizure. <laughs> so... I, I don't have epilepsy. I don't know anyone with epilepsy, so I could be mistaken, but I thought you had seizures. You do. Okay. Okay. So let's learn about uh, Daniel Tammet. He first became famous when he recited Pi from memory to the 22,514th decimal place good god it took him over five hours to do it that's a bit that's a lot yeah 3.14 baby 3.14257 right rebecca smart friend sure that sounds right (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) past four i I got 3.14 there's a button on my calculator that did it for me ah there you go i never got to advanced enough math to have to deal with pi (laughs) (laughs) okay so daniel speaks 11 languages and in 2007 he was challenged to learn icelandic because why not yeah because it's supposedly super freaking hard yeah 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 as someone who learned yolokotorin yes yeah (laughs) and the not gorilla yeah gorilla gorilla there we go and the yule lads yeah (laughs) uh so he was challenged. Somebody was like, hey, can you learn Icelandic in a week? And he was like, yeah. Seven days later, he was interviewed on Icelandic television speaking fluent Icelandic. 
what? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're good at memorizing patterns, and I know that's oversimplifying how language actually works. No, but it's it's true. That would be so awesome. Like you find your dream job and they're like, but multilingual preferred. You're like, okay, what languages you want? Do you want to know the languages he... You do. I'm going to tell you the languages he knows. I mean, if he went for Icelandic right out the gate, I can't imagine. Yeah, he probably had a few under his belt by that point. You know, like easy ones like pig Latin. <laughs> Igpe Atenle. Me and my sister thought we were so cool when we would speak pig Latin and nobody could understand us. So he knows English, Finnish, French, German, Lithuanian, Esperanto, Spanish, Romanian, Estonian, and Welsh, and Icelandic. Welsh is not easy. Yeah, neither is Icelandic. Or Estonian. <laughs> Whoop. Hey, microphone. No, my How sister actually knows someone who went to fudge. I'm absolutely blanking on the country. Wow. Estonia? dragged. The country that speaks Welsh. She spent like a year or two there learning Welsh. Cool. What country is that? Hold up. Google it. <laughs> yeah. We can do this. And we can edit it to make it seem like we didn't. Why is it telling me it's a Britonic language in England? Because the British. Sp- Wales. Wales. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. The animal, not. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. She means the animal. <laughs> I do mean the animal. See, I straight up own, like, I'm sorry. I don't remember what country this is. I should. Give me a second. You're just like, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like the ones that go, Whoa. I like the people. Shouldn't it how be they, called Welsh? <laughs> Instead of Welsh. <laughs> do oh you? Oh, my God. No. That's Welsh for you. Welsh. No, no it's Welsh. not. It's That's Welsh. Welsh. Oh, God. <laughs> if we have any listeners in Wales, I'm so I love sorry. you. I love and you. And we're sorry. It's yeah. okay. You can make fun of our accents, too. Oh, God, yes. Please. We're Americans. We're easy to make fun of. Darn um, tootin'. <laughs> just look at the last four years. She got plenty of ammo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I thought this was really cool and I didn't think it was actually a really thing, but they've got cases going back to actually it's not that far back now that I think about it, but like 1758, I believe was like the first recorded occurrence of this, Uh, but they didn't have like an actual name for it until like the 1850s. And I'm pretty sure, oh, my numbers are probably way off on this one. I'm going off memory for this. So take it with a grain of salt. It's not like we asked for notes or anything. (laughs) Shush. I want to say that they gave a name to it in the 1850s, but it was the gentleman who discovered Down syndrome and named that who was able to give a name to this. So I don't know if that timeline works out the same or not. So do they think there's any correlation between like, I can't remember specifically which composer it was, if it was Mozart? Oh, because uh, like he was a I can't remember specifically if it was him or Beethoven or who, but one of the major composers was I mean, that that narrows it down. <laughs> I know. And that's no. what I'm saying. I can't figure out who it is, but like their social skills and everything else were awful. Mm-hmm. Like they could not stand communicating with people. They didn't like being interviewed. Mm-hmm. But the second that they got behind the piano, they just like I want to say it's Bach, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. It was one of the. Ma- like boats are boats art 
<laughs> just gonna go, Bozart, you yeah, know. Combine them all. The great, <laughs> the great Bozart doc, the great composer Bozart of our time. <laughs> uh, I wonder if oh. he was had savant syndrome. So as I was reading this, I was thinking the same thing. Like I thought of him. I thought of like the kids that are like nine and graduating with their phds show-offs right (laughs) right they do say that it is like whatever you're really good at it's like it takes away from other aspects like you're not your social skills aren't good um in most cases right then you've got the guy i was about to say what's my excuse um you're an introvert is that the end is that the end of the explanation Uh (laughs) you're rebecca you're your own category and we love you for it it's true well yes trust me now is not the time or place to dive into any of our brains that can be a whole nother (laughs) podcast per host and it would have like 18 seasons each and they'd still be like ah i'm still not sure Thanks for joining us for season 37 of How Ashley's Brain Works, and we're still just as confused as we were in season one. (laughs) Accurate. But yeah, they said that, like, there were anger issues, there was inability to focus. You had the one person who was so easily overstimulated that he just had to focus on math to keep himself from spiraling. That's what was making me think back to Mm -hmm. uh, good old Bozark. Because whoever it was, like I said, they had anger issues. Whenever they'd get overstimulated, they would just either shut down or that's when they would go and like write and compose. I can't remember it was. I watched a documentary and everything. All to say, I wonder if there are multiple other people from history, like Einstein. Um, Willing to guess it's not Mozart. Mozart was a party boy. What about Bach? I don't know enough about Bach. I don't remember. Johann Sebastian Bach. Bach. I know which one. <laughs> In case you needed more items thank, to add to your Google search. I'll you, look into you, it. Tiffany. It'll come to me. I'll randomly be like driving home and message you guys. Please like, don't message was... while driving. I, I know who Bozark is. Bozark. <laughs> it was Bozark. But yeah, I thought they were really cool and fascinating. And uh, there are less than, uh, estimated to be less than 100 of the prodigal savants alive right now. Bananas. No, no bananas are not savants. In potassium, they are. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're cute. Okay, now now they're Thank just you. laughing and I don't understand what happened. Um, well, thanks for joining us. I made a banana joke. Yeah, thank you guys. That's that's my very disjointed uh, acquired savant explanation. Perfect. Well, Thanks. thank you for sharing. Anytime. Clearly does not apply to any of us. Possibly Rebecca. Possibly Rebecca. Again, what am I good at? What would you be a savant in, Rebecca? Everything. She's she's good at everything, except for communicating with people and being hit on. So fair enough. And on that note. <laughs> remember friends everyone has something that they find odd let us tell you why it's not if you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss you can share them with us on any of our social medias search for us we'll pop up i promise or you can email us at the estrange at gmail.com don't forget to subscribe rate and review and if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show tell your friends about us we'd appreciate it you're wonderful leave a review leave a rating yeah those two things i already told you to do Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Mrs. Snarky Pants. How do we close out the show? Uh, keep it strange, lovelies. Goodbye. For hey, now. we'll be back. Oh, <laughs> Bozark.